You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. If this is the first time you're listening, you might not know me. I'm an English teacher and a coach, language coach. And on this radio program and podcast, I share my key tips for language learners that have really worked in my experience over the years teaching English. And today we're going to talk about three things. We're going to check what small talk is again. Yes, again, because it's so important. Then I will share a student story for you. And then uh, finally, we're going to look at some relationship between going to the gym and learning English. So stay tuned. Let's get started. First thing we're going to talk about is good old small talk. And well, we've touched on this topic multiple times in the past. It just keeps coming back. And it keeps coming back because at companies and, you know, any kind of learner that I have had experience with teaching, I um, I just see this is one of the key issues they have. You know, they don't know what to do when they are out of their meetings and when, you know, when they're talking about their business area, they're kind of comfortable. But when when people need to speak just about anything, just, you know, common everyday things, uh, even if it's at the company, Uh, which is, uh, you know, when you have a visitor at the company or uh, you're after a meeting, between two meetings actually, and it's the coffee break or it's a company dinner, etc. You need to talk about stuff, which is not business. And that's what we call small talk. Now, small talk also exists in everyday life, of course. This is the typical chat when you arrive home and you meet a neighbor, you run into a neighbor and you just uh, say a few words. Uh, or maybe you have a little conversation, but that's going to be about something, you know, simple. So uh, you usually mention, you know, the weather or you just mention something that you've seen in the street or you comment about something common that both parties know about, okay? You don't go into personal details unless you know the person well, but, you know, that's uh, that's not the thing that we would call small talk that much uh, small talk is more like superficial and as for business why is that important in business now small talk is important in business because you're doing business so uh, it's important to learn how to do it in a comfortable polite way conversational style and uh, that involves of course vocabulary what kind of vocabulary you use but that's not the only thing so we're going to look at this uh today a little bit also think about when you're walking your dog if you have a dog a lot of people have dogs you know you're walking your dog and then you you know you run into other dog owners who are walking their dogs and and you just uh you, you always talk about dogs with dog owners So that's kind of like the same topic, but how how are you able to do that day after day? And of course, you're doing it in your native language, which is much easier uh, than to do it in a foreign language. But you can do it in a foreign language as well. You just need to know what to do and how to do it. So back to you know a company um, scenario where you are uh, meeting during lunch or a coffee break, or you're showing your visitor around the city. You need to talk to each other. So. This is the first thing you need to you know, understand and accept that it's something you need to do. You cannot be not talking. So that's the first step. That's your mindset. That is, you need to 
accept. You need to set your mind to it that this is something you will need to be able to handle if you, um, you know, regularly receive um, visitors to your company. So the first step is accepting this. This is your mindset. Like, I know, all right, and I have the right perspective. I know that it's just light, superficial talk, and that's okay. I'm not doing business when I'm walking in the city directly, you know, but it's still important to be uh, with the person and be also professional in a social context, not only in the meeting room. When you're negotiating or, you know, uh, preparing a contract or whatever. So once you know the role of small talk and the importance of it, you will need certain, um, you know, concrete and specific uh, things to train. And first of all, you need topics. Because you might think, oh, I can just talk about anything because I'm informed and I have ideas. Well, yes, probably you do in your native language. But in a foreign language, there's multiple difficulties, not just the language and the grammar and the vocabulary, but the ideas don't come as easily because because your mind is busy and occupied with you know figuring out the language part. So be prepared for that. What does this mean? Uh, you need to, of course, be able to talk about a, a range of light conversational topics, such as sport, such as entertainment, hobbies, books, movies, the city, traveling, food, and others. And yes, you will need to train to be able to talk about these topics before you know you meet your visitor. That is, uh, if you train for small talk, you should do the preparation of these topics uh, individually and, of course, through dedicated exercises. But uh, the idea is that you have an array of topics that you have experience talking about and they don't have to be super elaborated. They just need to be okay. So you can, you have them kind of ready for the moment. And then, of course, this is not exactly like being an actor or an actress in a theater. You're, like, you're not supposed to, you know, uh, learn the script word by word. That's not the point here. Um, but yes, you will have to have a certain idea about each topic uh, to start with that you can build on and then later, you know, be more spontaneous about. Now, for that, you need the topic. And for that, you will need certain language, uh, you know, functional language expressions that are used, and vocabulary, of course, that are used in that topic, right? Now, the vocabulary means, well, things that you need to describe, uh, you know, your experiences or your opinion uh, about the topic. If it's sport, uh, then probably your, your, your favorite sports. And if it's, I don't know, if it's the city then being able to talk about your city, where you live, what's there, and uh, if it's traveling, well, your travel experiences. So all the related vocabulary should be kind of okay. It doesn't have to be fully, you know, worked out, but it should be, you know, at a level which is comfortable for you to start with when you find yourself in a conversation. So uh, I mentioned functional vocabulary, like, and so what, what is this? What is functional expressions? Uh, it's, it's vocabulary, but it's not 
the same because it's more like grammar. So what the grammar that you need to talk about something are the functional expressions. And this is actually, I think this is the number one obstacle for students. This is what they mention most of the time. Like, hey, um, I just need these connectors and these expressions, the typical expressions that people use. Yes, yes, this is very, very much so. Um, and you don't even realize how easy this is for you to do in your native language because, you know, I, I, I tried this with my students. I, 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 we did exercises where they actually discover how much of these they use in their native language and they don't know, they don't, just don't realize that. When we switch to English, when we switch to, um, uh, you know, the foreign language, then there's a lot less that they are able to use because they're not accustomed to it. And the result is that the whole conversation becomes just just more formal and less, you know, animated and less, uh, less just, you know, almost like an interview. They end up asking questions, question after question. So, of course, questions are a very important part of conversations because that's the that's the number one thing that shows that you're interested. But that's if you just use use questions, that's going to end up like an interview. So. So what kind of, you know, functional expressions do I think of? I think of stuff like, well, so awesome, good for you. Actually, kind of like, you know, so all these small connectors and all these small language elements that native speakers use or advanced speakers use easy with ease and and they use them uh, naturally because because they're accustomed to using them. They, they they're used to using them, right? And the reason they're used to using them is because they have learned it this way. Now, when you try and have a conversation in a foreign language, what typically happens is what I see that a lot of students do is they have the idea. They still have, they even have the vocabulary. You know, I'm not saying it's it's the grammar is wrong. Sometimes you know you make they make mistakes, but the grammar is okay. They have the idea, they know the vocabulary, but then they just end up asking a question, and then another question, and then they say something. But there's there's no linking between the ideas. They're they're not they're not using these expressions because they don't have the the tools yet or the skill rather. So. Building that is very important. How can you do that? Well, you just observe how native speakers do it. Just listen to conversations and train for that. Uh, And uh, start implementing and using these expressions. And uh, you will be starting to sound much more natural. And what happens is that using these expressions is also useful to give you a little bit of time to think what's coming next. Like, you know, these are just fractions of seconds. but, But that's... You know, what I'm doing now, like, you know, okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the next idea. And, of course, when you're doing small talk and you have your little speech prepared uh, and you've done it over and over again, this is going to become more and more um, fluent and, and easy, but it takes practice, okay? So, so far we've seen uh, the mindset. So, you need to set your mind, okay, what is small talk and what will I be uh, doing, you know, uh, not formal conversational style. 
you will need some topics for that to be you have them ready you know a little bit cooked you know not not perfectly you know finished but at a good level so you can start with them anytime you're in a conversation you can talk about your hobby some favorite you know trip uh, traveling uh, then maybe some favorite book uh, or a movie your hobbies etc so all these things should be there then you will need functional expressions you will need grammar expressions but you will also need these um, conversational connectors and and then well the last thing which is basically just developing the skills so with all this knowledge you will need to do and practice uh, so you become more skilled and more fluent in in using these um, elements of conversation which is called small talk yeah right let's move on today i'd like to discuss two more topics two more things and i'm going to tell you a little story now uh of a student and let's call the student sylvia for example okay it's not her real name but let's call her sylvia and and i'm going to tell you the story of the student who um uh i think this was a very nice uh, learning experience because uh well, Sylvia is a manager, okay, but her English wasn't uh, up to the level that she would have liked it to be, you know, to be able to have, uh, well, formal and informal conversations as well with uh, customers or potential customers. And she wanted to do a training in order to become more confident. And I would like to tell you how this went and, and how she achieved that. Basically, her English was good enough to talk about her business, to, you know, do a mini presentation, and and it was good enough. It required some work, so to make it sound, you know, better and more organized and structured. And of course, we did that, so we prepared that. And then as we kept on working, she told me that uh, she wasn't feeling comfortable uh, with the idea of going out and having just, uh, you know, a simple coffee with with a, with a potential client or um just an informal meeting with a potential client or just maybe someone's acquaintance who might become a client in the future in english and and so that that was like i mean what's going on i mean your english is pretty good in order to to be able to do that and of course you will not have all the vocabulary you would like to um but you could do a conversation so we worked on the techniques and and so she had the technique how to be you know a listener in a conversation how to be in a conversation when you are listening more and speaking less yet you come across as a fluent and interested speaker but then still she was saying well uh, there's this there's a there's a birthday party there was a birthday party that uh, that came up uh, along the way and uh, and there was one native speaker in the in the party uh, that was a great opportunity to do take the first step and just go and you know I mean have a, have a chat have a conversation with all the things that we had prepared uh, in terms of small talk and of course a little bit of business talk as well but this was a birthday party so there was no real pressure of having to do business it was just socializing. And she was quite hesitant, like, should I go, should I not go? And and then uh, it was very nice because uh, this was kind of towards the end of the training course. And 
And then uh, one day she says, you know, hey, I went to this party. So I said, okay, you, so you finally did, did go. Yes, yes. And so how was it? Well, I did this and that. And she's telling me that she went to this party, which was the birthday party of this English speaker, actually. But she didn't know him. And he was a friend of Sylvia's friend. So when she was at the party, she expected her friend to introduce her to this English speaker friend. But it didn't happen. So the party was, you know, went on and she was talking to other people. But she was like, hey, I'm here at the party. I came to speak a little bit of English and take this first step. And I'm not introduced to this speaker. So so what can I do? And then she was kind of like, I think she was already like kind of thinking about leaving. When she turned around and went back and she went up to the person and said hello and hey, you know, um, happy birthday or what a great party. And they started talking. And when she told me this, I was like, wow, I mean, this is this is more than, than we thought we would do. So I was really impressed and, and really, you know, I congratulated because we had done all the preparation work for her to be, to have the courage to have the, you know, not to be afraid of going to this party where she didn't know a lot of people. She knew one person, I think, which was a friend. But this friend didn't introduce her to, to the English speaker friend. And she did it on her own. She just went up to, to him and said, hey, hello, you know, how are you doing? How's the party going? And the fun thing is that um, uh, quite a few of the elements that we had previously prepared thinking like what would it be to be in a, a birthday party talking to someone um, she was able to use these little um, you know details that we had prepared and so it worked really nicely and uh, she even you know came up with her own ideas so there was some conversation there and so well the great point about this is that uh, she took the step and she made up her mind and then you know she just decided okay I don't care that much about my level now i know certain things i know what i know and i'll just try and use it and it worked so what i want to point out here is that uh, sylvia started uh you know doing english to be able to speak better about her business but then she discovered on the way that really um the biggest challenge for her was more like i uh, wanted to sound you know prepared and I'm not saying perfect, but good enough to, you know, not to be, not to sound ridiculous, etc. And and so we worked on that, how to how to do that, even if your level is not up to uh, the level that you would like it to be, but you're still able to use simple tools to have a conversation. And this is so important because when you do it, and it's all about confidence, of course. So confidence building for that, you really need feedback and you really need to be able to uh, have these small positive experiences that will contribute to building more and more confidence in speaking which will be necessary to be able to do more and more conversations uh, with people in different uh, uh, situations and this birthday party was almost almost like a it was almost like an exam a mini test a mini exam for her and you know she passed the exam um, and um, 
actually she she did more than than expected so that's the story and and for you what the the learning point here could be uh, working on confidence requires that you you know you, you go out and and try and, and and use the little things that you already know you should use them because that is going to give you the feedback where you are what you need to do and i know not not everybody um, is shy but a lot of people are shy when it comes to speaking uh you know a foreign language and and this is um well this is just the story i wanted to tell you by the way if you want to know what to do when you're shy and what techniques you can use i have a little guide uh, that you can check out at createenglish.com slash podcast and uh just go and check today's episode which is um May 2023. All right, check the episode and I will leave it in the notes. I will leave link where you will find, you know, it's just a simple post uh, with a few tips that will help you to see what you can do uh, if you're shy and what it means and how to overcome it, what you can do in order to um, be able to have a conversation, even if you're more on the shy side. And um, yeah, so createenglish.com slash podcast check out today's episode and it will be in the notes you're listening to Create English on Gripoyot Radio with Gabor Legradi right and uh, now I'd like to share another point here about which is related to learning learning languages of course and in one group we were talking about uh, why people give up on learning you know so you always start with uh, with great momentum and you say like, okay, I'm going to learn now and go to classes and, you know, do homework and all that. And then a lot of people are not able to keep this promise. And we were just talking about what could be the underlying reasons for this. And and so in this group, the uh, the students are, you know, like gym fans. They really like to go to the gym and do exercise and stuff like that. So... So we we um we talked about the um, the gym like how it's related, how physical exercise like in sport are can be uh, related to 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 language learning and it can of course in some way because both are uh, I like I like the um, analogy of sport because it's um it's really something that requires effort like if you do physical exercise it just won't happen if you don't do it and learning and language learning is kind of similar because it just won't happen if you don't do it. Um, of course, uh, you can argue like, well, if you live in a native-speaking country, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we're not talking about that. If you live in a native uh, English-speaking country and you're learning English there, that's another <laughs> that's another thing. So we're talking here about learning a language when you're not living in the target language country uh, and you're just a student who wants to improve English, okay? Now... Um, so back to back to the gym. Uh, so these people like to go to the gym. They really uh, enjoy, you know, doing exercise. But uh, they were like we were talking about, like why do people give up? And and um, and there were interesting inputs. And let me share three. One of the students said, "Well, I think uh, people stop going to the gym because they just don't know what to do." So they, they lack a guide and a plan. So they decide, right, okay, well, I want to build muscles or I just want to be more, you know, uh, in shape. 
uh, and and so they just start going. So they buy the gear, you know, the clothes, the shoes, etc., and they go, and they start, and they you know they get advice from the other uh, the gym goers and you know the people who train there. But but each person is different, so each person needs some kind of a personalized training plan, and if people don't have that, then that can lead. That can be one of the reasons why they just give up because they don't know what they're doing and they're, they, they don't know how to get the results, you know, in the shortest possible uh, way or time. So uh, this would be like one reason. Another reason the students mentioned, I think uh, that's also like um, uh, true for language learning. By the way, I'm giving, giving examples here that are also applicable to language learning. So Similarly, if you don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it, it's going to be much harder to keep on track uh, learning a language if you're not living in the target language country, as I said, right? So, second thing is uh, unrealistic expectations. Exactly. So, uh, it's kind of related to the first point, like when you go to the gym because you want to grow muscles and build muscles and all that, but your expectations, or maybe you want to lose weight and stuff. So people have different reasons why they go to the gym. But uh, if your expectations are not realistic, then you can easily get frustrated um, on the way. So unrealistic expectations means, again, it's related to the plan. So if you have a plan, if, if somebody tells you, you know, with this and this and this much work, you can get here and here and here to this point, um, then you're more guided and and it's easier to keep on track. And same thing here uh, with with language learning. You know, so I talked about this last time. It's related to setting goals in order to be able to measure your progress. And we're kind of back to the same thing here, but we're talking about the gym and how it's related. So a second comment from another student was like, okay, motivation. Is that important? And this student said something interesting. He said, you know, when you go to the gym, I mean, motivation is not that important because there are, there is something which is more important than that, and that's discipline. Now, discipline, see, this word is um, as an important one, maybe not a favorite one today, uh, but, uh, uh, but really discipline is something that can, you know, uh, make or break the deal if you... Uh, when you go through times that you're not, you don't feel motivated. So motivation is high at the beginning usually, but it can drop or it can fluctuate. So what about those days when you don't feel like going to the gym or you don't feel like practicing uh, your English? Uh, discipline can be a great uh, tool to overcome those difficult moments. And this was an interesting um, comment from that student. And it applies to language learning nicely as well. All right, and there, there was a, a third comment. This was a, a nice one. The student said, you know what? I don't know about motivation, and I don't care much because I just enjoy going to the gym. So this is an interesting point of view, yes. Um, same thing with language learning. Like, I mean, uh, some people just don't need to be motivated in the sense that, like, you know, they're, they're always motivated in, in a way. They just don't care about the word motivation because they enjoy what they're doing. So if you really enjoy learning English because, or any language for that matter, but it's just because you you really like the language, 
then you know uh, it. You just do it because you like it. So if you're that lucky one, then things can be easier, you know. But even if you're not in love with English or learning English, there are ways uh, to improve that uh, situation. And one is discipline, as we said, and and the other one was a guide and a plan to know what you're doing, how to do it, and where you're going. So again, time's up, so we need to finish. And um, today we basically talked about three things. We talked about small talk, again, uh, and some considerations about small talk and why it is important in business. And and um, then we uh, talked about, I told you about a story of a student, a learner story. And finally, we looked at some student comments about going to the gym and what it means for language learning or how it can help you with the mindset and with, you know, in, in practice as well. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. This was uh, Create English on Ripollet Radio. And as I said, you can check the notes for this episode, which is May 2023. Just go to createenglish.com slash podcast and you will find today's episode there with the notes for today's program and a bit of summary. Okay. By the way, there are other materials on createenglish.com, Create English, just like the name of the program, where you can find other sources, other materials uh, for grammar tips and pronunciation tips and other uh, help for you to improve English and to improve the way you learn English. So thanks for listening, and I hope to talk to you next time. Bye now. <laughs>